Hey guys, this is Brandon DeVere, and you're listening to the Learn For Two podcast. So here's the thing. After being in the real estate industry for over a decade, I realized the old model was broken. There was no way out, no end in sight. So I decided to ditch the masses and create my own opportunity. One that would put myself and others in a position to retire when we want to. This podcast is my journey to teach as many people as possible to do the same. My name is Brandon DeVere, and welcome to the Learn For Two podcast. Hey guys, welcome back. Learn for two podcast. This is Brandon DeVere and thank you for listening. As always, I do appreciate you sharing your time with me. And uh, yesterday we had the the podcast class where, <clears throat> man, we have uh, three scheduled for the first two weeks of uh, December right now, getting into the end of the year, trying to get some some people to get some new ideas, get things going and get ramped up for 2020. And then, uh, you know, after the holidays and everything, I expect to, to pick up some more classes and we'll be doing some workshops and things like that. So I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, getting, uh, you know, like I said, learning, learning for two, learning things and passing them along to, to others and get people, uh, in position to, uh, do something different and do something that lasts, uh, you know, outlast some of the, the tasks that we're, that we're learning. Now we learn some of these skills that are not, uh, <clears throat> they don't transcend, um, real estate or in whatever industry you're in a lot of the the skills and things we learn just for that and uh, I'm all about learning skills that uh, transcend uh, whatever industry you're in that can go across all industries I think it's a huge advantage that you can have for yourself uh, as you build your business as the business of you <clears throat> and your brand as opposed to um, what you do but uh, anyways I want to get to this book uh, that I read a few years ago and I was just looking over the bookshelf and it just popped off off the uh, off the shelf to me because I've been talking with a lender recently uh, about a couple <clears throat> a couple items and kind of what what they're doing trying to do a little bit differently and I I think it's amazing because it's we we have it have it backwards uh, in my opinion on what we how we tend to generate leads and things like that but uh, this book is called The Goal and it's by Eli Goldrat G O L D R A T T and um, it is a um, it it's about it talks about the theory of constraints and it is kind of a, um, it's a business book, but it is like a, a storytelling business book. So it's, it is, it's a fictional book, um, that is kind of sharing where, where we run into and, and the big thing that I got from it. And to be honest, I wouldn't have finished this book. I got this book, um, when I was, uh, on a trip with a buddy of mine, <clears throat> we went to a, a training down in Dallas. And he, he, uh, gave me that book and he was talking about, he used to be a pilot and he used to challenge himself that he would read a hundred pages on any flight that he was ever on. Um, as far as like when he was going to work and things like that, uh, cause they'll fly him over to where, <clears throat> to where he works. So he wasn't reading his book while he was, while he was flying the plane. Uh, I just want to make that clear. Uh, but, but he, he talked about, you know, he, his challenge was any flight over two hours, he would read a uh, hundred pages and I'd never done that before. So I took that as a challenge and it's a good thing that he brought that challenge to my attention that at that time. Um, cause I got on the plane and I got my hundred pages done from, from Dallas to Vegas, that flight. It got through a hundred pages, but had I not done that, I don't know that I would have finished this book. Uh, at the time, this was one of the bigger books that I'd ever finished. It was there's 375 pages, you know, almost, almost 400 pages. Um, you know, 390 or something like that. But, uh, but the first like 70, 80 pages is just like, what is this thing about? And it, and it, so it, it took me a while to get through, but, but 
when I got through that, and I'm, I'm letting you know that because it kind of sets the stage for what uh, you know the 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 purpose of the book, and also if you're going to read it, just to know, hey, plow through that first like 70 pages or so, and then you'll start to get into some stuff. And it it talks about uh, you know bottlenecks and how they they kind of crush our businesses and, and where we get stuck and where. Uh, he he was noticing that he was out on a on a, a Boy Scout trip, and there was this kid Herbie, which was like the slower guy, but he he realized that he couldn't put him in the back because he, he would fall way too far behind, and then everyone would have to stop, and that'd be a bottleneck. Come okay, so then but then if you put him anywhere in between the front and the back, it, there would like two groups would split off, and then they'd have to stop and wait for him. But if they put him up front then he would he would lead the pace the pace would be the same it wouldn't be different paces um because he they were going at at his pace and basically you know that's what he talks about with with Herbie but then he goes in to discuss items um so i believe it was like a it was they're manufacturing auto parts i believe and i think it was brakes or something like that um it's been a while since i read it but i remember that it was it was they were manufacturing parts <clears throat> so you'd go through and then the parts would be cut so this would be step one the parts would be cut they'd ship them through they would be uh, washed and then sanded down or ground down. And then if they weren't right, they'd have to send them back to be reshaped. <clears throat> and the point was like, why would you, why would you push it through from if, if it wasn't cut correctly the first time, why would you not take it out from there and then recut it there instead of sending it to the next two steps? And then finding out there and then they go, okay, well, this one's not going to fit. This isn't right. We're gonna have to send it back and have it reshaped and recut. And that, you know, that, that's kind of, it, it, that model is kind of like showing homes without a pre-approval letter. You're going to go in and show somebody a home and then go, oh, well, we showed them these three homes, but they shouldn't have passed the first part if they weren't pre-approved yet. Cause then they're going to go write an offer and then maybe they're not pre-approved for, <clears throat> for the value of the home, or maybe they're not pre-approved at all, but now you got to push them back out to the beginning. So when I was talking to this lender the other day, uh, and I had mentioned this to another lender a while back. <clears throat> excuse me, um, mentioned to him a while back that we have, I get a lot of lenders that reach out. And uh, I was at, I think I mentioned this before on a, uh, in a uh, Facebook, there must've been a class Facebook. I all of a sudden got hit up by like 10 or 15 uh, loan officers that were like, Hey, you know, want to, can, you know, can, you know, be my friend on Facebook and then went into, Hey, do you have any clients that I can, that I can help? So they, they went straight to asking for things. And I was like, oh, so I had had a conversation with a couple of them. I was like, well, why don't we, why aren't there so many, or why aren't there other people or why aren't, are we doing this backwards instead of going like right now, most agents will go in and we will generate leads. We'll, we'll pay for those leads. We'll get them. We'll try and nurture them in the, in the, um, conversion rate right now is like 2%. So there's 98 out of a hundred people that either don't want to buy. They're just looking. They can't buy. They're working with somebody else, you know, or the, you know they're not they're not approved. And you were trying to get them at from the searching for a home part, but they don't even know if they can go shopping yet. That'd be like dropping somebody in the grocery store and saying, "Go pick out some stuff," and they say, "Well, how much money do I have? I don't know yet." Like that, that doesn't make sense to me. So then they go out, they pick out all their all their stuff, and they go, "Hey, come back over here. Uh, can I have how much money can I have to go buy whatever I'm going to buy?" So. Uh, I was talking with, with a, a lender a while back and it just said, you know, why, why are we not, why are lenders not going out and saying, or loan officers going out and getting clients and then partnering with agents that 
they feel that they can do do the best do the best work with, <clears throat> and then you know maybe figure out a way to to be compensated as well or however however that works. Um, whatever. Obviously, there's there's certain laws that you'd have to be cognizant of, but even in that case, you are getting they're getting paid for closing the loan as well. But instead of you know having that the whole time, the the lender could sit there and and be getting sent people sending people uh, to agents, and then agents in turn would start sending clients back to them uh, because it's you know you, it's it's represent reciprocity, uh, that, that people, uh, people love to do. People love to pay people back. Um, in, in my opinion, and in my experience, you know, if you, if you're going to buy, we're going to go out and I'm going to buy a round of drinks. You're probably going to want to buy the round of the next round of drinks in, in most cases. And if you listen, if you're in any of my, uh, podcast classes, you'll hear me say that as well. Uh, but anyway, so I, I ran across a, a loan officer that is doing this, you know, this exact thing where he's partnered with somebody, um, that is generating leads that end up starting with the pre-approval process and being passed on to the agent from that point. So it's not that, Hey, I got this lead break, uh, break pad cut. Now I'm showing them homes, put them through the, uh, the polisher or whatever the, the washer and then back to, okay, now put them through, uh, to see what homes they like now, put them in front of a lender and, Oh, sorry, they can't, they got to go back to the beginning. So you just wasted all that time doing that. And that this isn't just real estate, uh, real estate and just lead generation in general. This is just what came to mind as I was, uh, I saw my, the book popped uh, off my shelf and made me think about the conversation that I was having with that, with that loan officer, which I think is brilliant because while that loan officer is able to, to put someone in contact that are generating leads that are, that are pre-approved, and working with a, a quality agent, that agent has the opportunity to continue to sell more homes in that way, uh, in, instead of trying to be all parts of their business at once or spending a ton of money on leads that are converting at two percent. I mean, there's online lead, there's online lead generation where people are, are if you're not spending at least twenty five hundred bucks a month, you are not you have no shot uh, in in generating enough uh, enough business, but. But if you can partner with somebody in that way, that you're going to get them, uh, get them to provide you a quality lead. I mean that that's that's not necessarily a lead anymore. That's a buyer. This is a pre-approved buyer. It's not a lead. And people are pretty generous with uh, what they consider a lead, especially when you're buying them from them. Um, but when you both got skin in the game and you both want to see it see it close, and and get people uh, into homes, then it, it's definitely much better. So, uh, my opinion, if you are you know, in a situation where you're looking to get, uh, get more deals done and you're looking to, to lead generate, uh, find somebody that would, is, is willing to partner up with you or something like that. So you're cutting out that bottleneck of, Hey, I have all these leads, but none of them are pre-approved. We'll get pre-approved and then you'll have, you'll have less bottleneck. So you're, you, and obviously you are going to be coming down with, um, instead of 300 leads after three months, say you're getting a hundred, hundred leads a month. Maybe you're getting four or even two, and but you are having two leads that are are qualified buyers right up front. So that that's my you know my takeaway and and how I've I've seen it applied and am uh, applying it. Actually, going to meet with that lender or that loan officer here pretty soon on the next couple of days to go over uh, some 
some uh, strategy and how we are going to uh, move that down to our team as well so they can uh, get the trickle-down effect of you know getting the opportunity to sell more homes. So anyways, the book is called The Goal. And I would definitely check it out. Power through the first, like like I said, like seventy or eighty pages. Power through that uh, and get in the mindset of you know what, where are your bottlenecks? Find your bottlenecks and do your best to eliminate those bottlenecks um, so you can skip those unnecessary steps because you're just pushing everybody through. So, all right, guys. Hopefully, uh, you got something from that. Hopefully, uh, you've identified a bottleneck in uh, your own uh, business or even even in your relationships in life as well. But uh, I'll be back uh, for tomorrow, which is Friday. Be back behind the mic, and I'll see you then. Have a great one. Hey, thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe and please leave a comment. If you'd like your free copy of Four Ways to Leverage Your Existing Real Estate Business or to apply to join my team, go to theretiredrealestateagent.com for your free growth pack.